and welcome back to Rolling Dice and Taking Names. This is episode 11, The Better Halves. Hi, I'm Tony, and joining me as always, my co-host Marty. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good, and you forgot to mention it, but we are the proud members of the Dice Tower Network, so we always want to throw that out every time. I always forget that. You're right. I appreciate you taking care of me there. And also on the mics, we got Todd. Y'all remember Todd from the Catan episode. How are you doing tonight, Todd? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Todd has been nicknamed the professor from our listeners, I think, because of his wealth of knowledge he provided on that episode, so... We're glad to have you back on, Todd. But this it's kind of for a, for a real short segment, though, right, Tony? Oh, yeah. We're, this is the one we've been teasing about, episode 11, where we're going to really, you know, give it to the group that really keeps us engaged in games, the group that really supports us here, our wives. So y'all, y'all are in for a treat. We are turning this show, this episode, over to each of our wives, and they're going to basically take the chairs we're going to be out of the mix, and we're going to let them discuss gaming. Gaming from their aspect as a, as a wife, a mom, and basically how they put up with this and this nasty little hobby that we have. And hopefully they will be completely engaged. They'll have a lot of good information from their perspective. And who knows, they might even give you little side notes about Marty, myself, or... No, I've carefully instructed Casey not to share anything about me. Don't don't worry, guys. I have the edit power after this is all over. So if anything bad is said, it will be taken out. Well, we'll wait and see how that is. And then, of course, we both we all three get to come back online and we'll be able to dispute any claims that were made against <laughs> us at that time. So, That's right. Um, yeah. We may be explaining ourselves for the next several epo- episodes. So we may have to look at our calendar of what we're going to do for the future episodes. And it may be trying just to reclaim some dignities, what we're going to have to be doing. There's no doubt about that. So, Todd, before we kick it over to them, do want to catch up with you. So, what you been playing lately, man? Gosh, um, you know, I actually got to play my first game of Pandemic, which you would think I would have played a long time ago, but I, uh, I, I never got around to it because everybody else I played with had already played it. So, I finally got that to the table. Uh, lost horribly three times in the span of an hour, and uh, really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. I hate to hear that. How'd you lose? Usually uh, by having, we got, uh, we played two games that took less than 10 minutes because we got multiple outbreaks in the first turn. In fact, uh, no more than three people got to take a turn on each. And then that we finally brought the, the level of epidemics down to something reasonable and um, managed to cure one disease before the outbreaks. What did you start with, number of epidemics? I think in the first game we started with six. Oh my goodness. Whoa, no. And then went down mm-hmm. to five. Well, there was an, it was a veteran group, so they, were, they wanted a challenge, and I was game for it. So. There are no veteran groups in Pandemic. You have to start <laughs> with four. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't. Now, did you play the new version, uh, number two, or did you no, go with the original? No, still played the original. Okay. Very good then. All right, so you got Pandemic on your belt. Anything else? Uh, did you have a good time at International Tabletop Day? I had a great time, um, and I loved seeing the follow-up you guys did with the video and everything. It looked really great. So, no, that was a fantastic day. I can't wait for us to do that again next year. Uh, I think it'll just be bigger and better. Did you see the uh, the eruption that occurred that Marty told us about? Oh, yes, I did. Yeah. Oh. Well, f- well, now you're leaving people in the dark in case they didn't listen to the last episode. Well, then they need to go listen to the last episode <laughs> and they can go figure it out. But yeah, I felt really bad for Lee, but he handled it very gracefully. So 
That's uh, another thing that that would probably be a good discussion for your follow-up to the how to run a game group or how to host a game night, what to do when one of your guests uh, projectile vomits. <laughs> I don't have an answer for that. That's never happened for me, so we'd have to bring one of you guys on because you've got experience in that uh, area. Mm, I, I just can't imagine what that would be like. But um, as far as, well, it looks like it's everybody set up, ready to go here. So I think it's about time to turn the mics over to the ladies and Marty, do you want to do any introductions? Shall we introduce them, or should we just let them talk? Let, let's just let them talk. I think they got this thing handled, and, and we'll just get out of the way, and let's, uh, let's hope this goes well. I'm sure it will. They're great. All right, ladies, as I look over to my wife, are you guys ready? All right, here we go. Ladies are taking over the show. Let's go, girls. Hi, everyone. I'm Vanessa, and I'm Marty's better half. And we have been married for 20 years. He does hate it when I bring that up, but 20 years, man. I am Donna, and I am uh, Tony's wife, and we have been married, I don't know, 21 years, I think. Well, it really has only been, what, since you were married on uh, leap year? Yeah, we've only had um, four anniversaries. (laughs) Just four? No, five. (laughs) Five, yeah. Five anniversaries. And I'm Casey, and I am Todd's better half, and we have been married 12 years, so I have something to look forward to. You guys, all the way up into 20. You're the baby. It's exciting. Oh, no, definitely, right? (laughs) And I do have to point out, since Todd, I heard Marty say, was nicknamed the professor, he's actually married to a professor. Oh, that is true. Tell us what what you teach, Casey. Well, I could, um, my formal field is 19th century British literature, but I also teach classes on fairy tales and heroic quests and uh, detective and mystery fiction. So those are the fun courses I teach that people like to take. Yeah, and in our gaming, it often comes up with what you teach and how it relates to the gaming. But <laughs> Exactly. Like women, I could get off track, so back on track. If we could, I wanted to just... Um, for everyone to give a little bit of background about how you came into gaming. And then since it is a Mother's Day um, episode, to tell the ages of your children and the gender of your children, because each one of us have a little bit different background, and I think that we can cover just about every listener out there. Casey, why don't you go first, since your children are the youngest? Sure. Um, I guess in terms of my own background with gaming... Um, I grew up in a family that loved Scrabble and Trivial Pursuit, but I didn't start really playing um, board games until, well, actually just a few years ago with Todd. And um, we have two children. Uh, Thea is eight and Ben is about to turn five. So the oldest is a girl and the youngest is a boy. Um, And we play games with them, but the two of us also like to play games. I noticed that after our, the birth of our beautiful children, uh, Todd and I didn't have the same amount of time together that we had before they were born. Surprise, surprise. Um, but in the past, when it was just the two of us, we would really enjoy doing things by ourselves. Like, I love to read, and he would love to play MMORPGs. Um, and after the kids, when we had a free moment, I would rush to a book, and he would rush to the computer, and we didn't really spend as much time together doing fun things. And so we had some friends, and they invited us over to play dominoes and 
then they brought out Catan and we started playing and I know and Todd was winning and it was awful and I kept calling him the sheep czar and all of these mean (laughs) names and we were laughing and we were having so much fun and I was getting my story fix and he was getting his game fix and so it was a really great thing for us to do together um that combined our hobbies and so now we try to regularly have game nights it's a little better than a movie night sometimes because we actually talk and play and and hang out and all that so that's my gaming history what about you donna well i have a um 16 year old daughter the three of us all like to game together and we have some other families that we like to game with and um i guess my husband probably got me into it probably with Catan, actually because i like to play it on the um xbox but i would get really frustrated because the computer cheats of course so and it's just plain mean it's much more fun to play with other people than it is with the computer so but i like i like card games a lot and i like what do you call them cooperative games a lot so those are what we typically end up playing and for me i grew up with a family that we played your standard um games for back then the monopoly and like you said scrabble and buddy when pictionary came out that was it so big deal (laughs) big deal yeah yeah so i grew up playing a lot of games with my family um and then marty played um card games uh how i don't i forgot how long ago but he started with lord of the rings card game mm-hmm. and it, it was really just a few years ago that we really got into gaming so i'll talk more about that later when we get in um get into it a little bit more but the kids we have three boys uh the youngest is 10 then we have a 13 year old and a 17 year old so I think we have a good representation of ages of children we and do. gender of children. So you have a girl and a boy, Casey. I have three boys, and Donna has a girl. Now, pointing out the ages, you have young children. I have uh, children, elementary, middle, and high. And Tony and Donna are at a point where uh, Rebecca will be going to college in a couple years. So then it's just going to be um, the two one. of them. We, I one guess year. I'm still <laughs> counting this year because Adam will be going at the same time, and I don't want him to. But I want us to start thinking about how we game with our children. So, Casey, what sort of games do you play with your children as a family, not just a couple, but a family? Right. I kind of listed um, some, actually, for those of you that are interested in really small children, I wrote down a couple of our favorites that we don't play as much anymore. But if you have even younger children, um, Games like Hullabaloo, I don't know if you've heard that, it's by the people that make Cranium, is a really fun way to get kids started playing games early. Um, I have Candy heard Land one. is always fun. Yes, yep. Um, but I really like things like Richard Scarry's um, Busy Town or Busy Busy Airport. They're cooperative games for really tiny people, um, four and under. Um, and so you can go ahead and start getting them in the mindset that a game can be a cooperative endeavor. And that everyone needs to move a a certain amount along the board before you can take the boat to the picnic. And if you don't get to the picnic quickly, the pigs eat your dessert. (laughs) Um, That's that's the busy town game. That is neat. I don't think that one was out when I was. So that is neat. That games are probably, like you said, the co-op games are... Right. It's cutting edge. Yes. Um, After... After moving from, I would say, the littlest games for, for tiny people, two and three, would be Hullabaloo, Candyland, and then moving from three to four into the Busy Town games. And then as they get close to four and five, um, we started playing things like um, 
Callisto, uh, which is an easier version, I think, of Blockus, where the children try to put pieces on a board. Um, and you do try to block each other out, but it's not it's not terribly, terribly competitive. Um, it's, it depends. Um, some people, sometimes multiple people can win and things like that, just depending on how good you are at placing your shapes. Um, also, games that my children like, we like to play Quirkle, Hey, That's My Fish, Suro, and our very favorite is Castle Panic, where um, as a family, there's a, a castle in the middle, and we're all together, and the, um, the orcs or trolls are coming towards the castle, and we have to, <laughs> oh, I have a blue knight. Oh, I have a red archer. We all have to join together to, to battle off the orcs and things like that to protect our castle. And that's a lot of fun. I really like the games where we can all play with a common goal. Um, my daughter and son can get really competitive or angry um, if one wins and loses. And it, it's a complicated issue because you have to learn to win and you have to learn to lose. Yes. But it's fun to not have that happen every time you play a game. You can also play those really fun family games um, like Castle Panic where you all work together. Or Forbidden Island, which my children love. When we play that, Todd really has to kind of run the game, or I run the game. Um, the, it's a little bit complicated for a five- and eight-year-old, but we're almost to that stage where um, we can play things that are a little more complicated. That's about the hardest game we do as a family. So I hope that's a good range of really tiny people to that elementary school, early elementary school age. Yeah, games. it is, and the games have changed from when my boys were young. Donna, did y'all play um, games with Rebecca when she was young? Oh, absolutely. Um, from the time she could, I don't know, was one or two, and you'd play simple things like Candyland and learn your colors and shoots and ladders. I love shoots and ladders and Trouble and Uno and everything like that. And we still like Trouble and um, not so much Uno, but some of the Uno games we liked. And I think we must have had about three different versions of Uno at one point in time, yeah, <laughs> including the Disney princess version. Oh, cool. <laughs> I'll have to look for that. <laughs> well, and we, when, when our boys were younger, we played a lot of the same games, Donna. We, I know Adam started with Farmyard Bingo. I don't know if y'all remembered that one, but <laughs> I, I wanted to ask if y'all played games when they were younger because I think you touched on it, Casey. All the skills that it built as far as taking turns – Mm -hmm. Um, winning being a good winner being a good loser the sportsmanship and now as they get older and we go to different conventions and they're playing with people that they don't know their manners yes sir thank you It, it just teaches them social manners oh I think it's really important that kids learn to win gracefully and lose gracefully at a very young age because I have seen other kids who get so upset because they have lost and they need to win all the time. And even when she was two, we wouldn't let her win all the time because it's not realistic. Right. That's a, that's a very good point. And I think that as far as the younger children, it, it doesn't matter what you play, just start playing games with your children young. And Casey, you gave a great list to to lead into some strategy and co-op that now I wish we need another baby, Marty. That's right. (laughs) Y'all should go for it. So now I were, um, I wanted to give 
like for our children, 10, 13, mm-hmm. and 17. 17 and 10, that is a big age difference. And I tell you what a 17-year-old is interested in, a 10-year-old is not interested in. But as a family, I tell you, the number one thing that changed our lives was Gen Con 2010. That oh, was exciting. one of the best things that we have ever done as a family. Now, prior to that, I need to back up just a little bit and give my background of gaming with Marty. So Marty started with the Lord of the Rings card game. And our kids were younger. And a lot of times I think mothers, and uh, y'all help me out on this, a lot of times we don't have the time because some of the games can consume a lot of time. We have to to do a lot of things. We got to take care of the kids and cook and clean and get ready for work. And we just don't have the time. But I wanted the boys to see Marty playing games. I wanted them to see him develop his friendships with his friends. So we had the game night at our house. We've been doing that for years, probably about 10, 12 years. And the guys would come over and play Lord of the Rings. Tony was part of that group. So the boys grew up seeing Marty play and seeing the guys um, play. And then we... um, we moved into, he started just looking online and finding out about games, and we got into the Ticket to Ride, Settlers of Catan, and we started playing some of the gateway games and really liking those. So then he said, hey, there is a convention where they demo all these games. And we said, well, let's go. We were such newbies. So we get to Indianapolis, 2010. (laughs) We walk into the convention center. The only thing we do that year is the vendor hall. We thought that was all there was to Gen Con. We spent our whole time just playing every kind of game that there was. Mayfair and Fantasy Flight. And there were just endless, endless games. And when um, while we were there, we played... I don't know how to describe it. It was a Dungeons and Dragons where you walked up and you filled out your character sheet, which I didn't know anything about. I'd heard Marty talk about it, but I actually got my card. I filled out the character sheet, and then there was this big, humongous uh, D20. And when we stepped up there and I rolled that thing and I beat the ghost or mummy or whatever it was, and I won a prize, a bag of dice. I thought that was the best thing in the world. So we had to immediately come back and get some game for me to play that dice. So we started playing uh, role-playing games. We started, yep, we started with Ravenloft and then went into um, Descent. Ravenloft, I think, is by Wizards, and Descent is by Fantasy Flight. And I loved the role-playing games. And that everyone loved. So our oldest, Adam, and the youngest, Brett, liked that. So we play a lot of role-playing games as a family. Um, that's something that we can sit down and all do together. Ooh, wow, I could talk about our RPGs all day. I get very, very excited about them because, Casey, it is a co-op game. And that's yes. one thing that we do with the family. And since there's five of us, we make a really good team. We have the, um, we have the mage and we have the, the troll and the dwarf and the fighters, the archer. You know, we have a little bit of everything in our group. So I really like the RPGs. Um, right now, that's my favorite. That's my favorite family game that we play together. Let me ask y'all, are there some other games that y'all like to play together as a family? 
Well, actually, I want to, can I go back to something you said, both of, we had a brief conversation a little bit earlier, and, and I'm really curious. Um, we've been talking about these cooperative games, and the RPG is a cooperative game, and I, too, love the cooperative games. And you both mentioned, though, that it's important for children to learn how to become good winners and good losers. When you don't play cooperative games, what kind of games do you play? And also, I would love some advice from you too. How do I get my four-year-old to stop throwing himself on the floor and crying when he loses or my daughter to stomp off in a pout? Um, I work hard on (laughs) making them deal with it, but oh my goodness, it's challenging. I I would love some advice. That is a tough one because I know I have been through that. I know Rebecca did not do that though, did she, Donna? Rebecca is a very... um... She always has been a pretty mild-mannered kid, Mm -hmm. so that was not terribly hard, but we just, I mean, really, we just started young with her losing (laughs) periodically. I mean, seriously, you'd you'd let her win, you'd let her win, but you'd also let her lose Mm -hmm. and and not win like nine times out of 10. It was more like a 50-50 shot right? so that she had experience with both of them a lot of experience with both of them. And then sometimes you just made losing kind of funny, you know, where you'd kind of, if you lost, you'd kind of like mess up the board or something and go, <laughs> oh, and be all dramatic about it. Oh, you that's know? good. And, um, and just funny. And you'd laugh and, you know, and then the next time she would lose, she'd kind of do the same thing and we just laugh about it. So, but she was also a good, we made her, made sure she was a good winner too. And not, you know, Hoo-hoo, I'm the best at this game. And right. Um, right. And I know kids who do that, who are bragging and saying, you're going down and you can't yeah. beat me. And, but those kids also stink at losing and they stink at winning. Right. And <laughs> so, it takes all the fun out of playing with them. If it's, if yes. it's all about that. I find it very hard to play with kids like that because they, Either way, their emotions are so high, and Rebecca's just never had the really high emotions, I guess. Mm-hmm. But we just always made it fun, whatever we were doing, whether she was winning or losing, we just made it fun. So she just enjoyed playing. Right. And I like that you modeled the overdramatic behavior so she could see how ridiculous it was. Oh, even now, Tony will flip the board or something. Yeah. You know, but. And so she can see how silly that looks from the <laughs> yes. winner's point of view. No, that's a that's a really good plan. Yeah, he flipped a board over one time and just probably a couple of months ago. <laughs> he hasn't grown up yet. <laughs> I have to say that's with great. all men in the house, it is very competitive. Oh, men right. are competitive. So we still sort of have that issue some uh, with the... Um, not taking losing very well. We really, we, they really don't brag when they win or anything like that, but we really don't take losing very well. That's why I like the yes. RPGs. We're working together. And if we don't defeat the big bad, then it's all of us, you know. Part of it is sibling rivalry too, I think, which I always try to like tone down when we play a game. You know, that makes it hard when you play a competitive game because you don't want to pick on one child and have the other child think that, there's favoritism going on. It's hard to play games where you're supposed to um, actively sort of go after other people. Yeah. I tell you, Casey, you just need to hop on a plane and go to Gen Con because oh, you know, yeah. you've know you always heard that children act different at school than they do at home. They kind of cut yes. loose at home. And the boys, when we go to the conventions, they're great sports and they play great and they're very, uh, they're very good winners, very good losers. It's a different environment. When you go out 
and play with others. You're learning the basics at home and then you go out. And I really do encourage people to go to conventions. We, we really have a blast. And that's another thing that we do as a family. We make it our vacation. So wherever we go, we explore the city. And it's the whole time of traveling together there and staying in the hotel room. And it's all very oh, so exciting. Nice. Uh, so we make it a vacation. We went to That's Gen nice. Con in 2010, then we went in 2011, and we really did experience all of it. And our family is really hooked on gaming because it's not just the games you play. You really do branch out into hobby games. And I think, uh, well, both Todd and Tony play War Machine with Marty. So our oldest son, Adam, is really into War Machine. So through gaming, it really does bring up a lot of opportunities for other hobbies, such as painting the figures in War Machine. Our son, Travis, the 13-year-old, is obsessed with reading rule books. He reads the big, thick Pathfinder rule books and Savage Worlds rule books and the Iron Kingdoms rule books, and he's the rule man. And Brett, on his own, just collects the card games and really loves reading the card games and doing those. But I wanted to say, too, to Donna, with uh, just her and Rebecca, I think they would enjoy going to the conventions also because there are, there are all kind of games there. There's your mainstream games, the gateway games, the hardcore games. There really is something for everybody. Uh, have you ever, you know what, the board gaming that you go to on um, Tuesday nights is sort of like a mini, mini, mini con. <laughs> Have y'all ever thought about going to a convention? Uh, Tony's been trying to drag us to a convention for the last year or two since you guys went and had such a really good time. Um, time is always a big issue with us, even over the summer months. I mean, Rebecca, she plays sports and we only have about a six or seven week long summer. And last year she went away for five of those weeks. Um, so we had one week from when school got out to she left and then she came back and we had two weeks and sports started and that was the end of the summer. So we have major issues with that and you should too. Yes, with Adam, we do. So. We, we didn't go to Gen Con last year, so we had to just find what we could, um, but really had a blast at Mace, which is in Charlotte in November. I think it's the first weekend in November and they really enjoyed that. And then there's a con carolinas that's nearby we're going to origins in june in uh, columbus ohio but anyway that's just one of the things that we do tony does plan to take me um the year after rebecca goes off to college because then it'll just be he and i and we won't have other people's schedules to involve and he said if i didn't want to go though he'd leave me with one of my friends who lives nearby <laughs> yeah casey have you ever thought about going to a Con. Oh, I'd love to go. I'd love to go. Um, ben is just at an age where he stopped napping. Um, so that's freed up a lot of things and our lives are certain, suddenly very different. Um, but I think in the next few years, we'll be able to, to hopefully do things like that. We currently, um, the gaming group that the guys are involved in, volunteer at the local public library um, every so often, uh, offering kind of games for local children. And my kids love to go to these game days at the um, at the local library. And so I, I think if they can get comfortable doing that, which I, I think they really are, um, meeting new children. And they, of course, know the games. A lot of the games we bring are our games. Um, I think that's good preparation for them for an, in a year or two. Um, we might try something in Charlotte or Columbia. That's close. I, I think, it, like you said, it's a great 
family bonding activity. It it's is. something fun. We're all doing together. Um, we're all talking and thinking and, and being in the moment with each other, um, which is a, a fun thing to do because sometimes it's, it's easy to just watch a movie or, or do other things where you're not actively engaged with each other. And I think games provide a really great bonding opportunity for families. So I look forward to that. And I wanted to, as far as the family, as mothers with our children, the bonding time is important. I wanted to ask y'all, have y'all seen how, well, Casey, yours are still young, but how how you want to uh, (laughs) see how gaming helps them in other areas. Donna mentioned sports. Rebecca plays sports and our, our sons play sports. How, how do you think that gaming has helped them in other areas? Sports, school, you're, are, you're too young to have seen that, Casey? No, or? no, no, no. Um, counting. I mean, just little things like this, reading dice that four plus three, um, you know, is yes. seven. You know, they can look at the two dice and it's a great way to practice addition or subtraction. Um, the children love to play with Todd's dice bag um, and the, the 20-sided dice and things like this. I just have to say that dice are awesome. Dice are, are the most fantastic awesome. thing ever, Especially ever, ever. Ones. Yes. Yeah. I go and I just want at the different uh, conventions they had these these just big containers of dice and I just want to just scoop them all up (laughs) but dice are really really awesome I would also say, just for small children, I think it's a good introduction to critical thinking, um, to having to decide on a strategy um, without there being always clear directions or or clear ways to win. You you have to think about the way the board is set up and and what to do and how to maneuver. Um, I think it's great training for school and for life. Yes. What Donna? What were you going to say about um, about the sports and things too, though? I. Uh, I never got to hear that answer. The one thing I was thinking when we were talking about being a good winner and a good loser is I think the one thing um, that I have noticed, though, in Rebecca, and and she feels it inside, though, but I guess just maybe because she's as mild-mannered as she is, having them be upset about losing is not necessarily a bad thing because Mm. it instills competition in them. That's true. Just the fact that they don't like to lose. They don't have to be an ugly loser, but they have to not like to lose. Do you know what I mean? So that when they are going on and they're playing sports or they're going for a job interview or they're trying to apply to a camp that's very selective in the state of North Carolina or whatever, that they give it their all. And the only way for them to do that is to learn competition, you know, and unfortunately our whole lives are filled with competition. It's true. It is. Something that I've seen in our boys, especially our oldest two, and it goes back to the RPG games, a lot of them you have to write your own scenario. Oh, wow. So they are really into writing, and they have their friends come over and play out the scenarios that they've written. So it does, It when they're younger, it teaches them skills, educational skills, and it does teach them how to be good sportsmen and good competitors and leaders. Uh, in the RPG, there is a, um, a game master, and you actually run the game, you lead the game. So I think it's teaching our children to be good leaders. I think all of these are good qualities. Now, this is a question. Casey, do both of your children enjoy gaming? Because I know not everyone enjoys gaming 
Yes. Um, I would say that my daughter especially loves games. She's a lot like her dad. Mm -hmm. Um, They are so much alike. Um, And I love seeing that. And she gets really excited about gaming. Ben likes games and enjoys games. But again, um, after a certain amount of time, and again, he's just turning five. He'll start turning upside down in the chair and um, running after the dog and... um, jumping up and down things like this so and that'll change as he gets older and more mature and and I think too that the gaming world is changing so much even from the games that you said that weren't around when our children were little there really is something that would interest everyone and again it may not be sitting down and playing the game it might be painting the figure it might be writing the story it might be creating the costume well and I'm very big on letting him play especially with the geometric games like Blockus yeah, or Blockus um, is great. Callisto yeah it's like little Tetris type pieces and he loves he will spend 40 minutes just lining them all up in different patterns on the board I think that's um we don't always have to play by the rules or play what we're supposed to play. If he wants to take out the pieces and pretend that they're having a battle, that's great. (laughs) Um, So I think that um, there's opportunities for imagination. Um, If you, I think it's important to learn rules and follow rules and learn strategy and play games. But um, the pieces and boards are beautiful and fun and fun to play with. So like you said, you can do a lot of different things if you're creative, um, you know, free thinking um, child would like to do that. I think I would encourage you to let them play with with the toys. (laughs) <laughs> yes, play with the games, play with the dice, let him play yes, with the exactly. dice. <laughs> well, Donna, what about Rebecca? Because I know it, it's almost like a, it's a evolution. Sometimes you start out playing the mainstream games and then you move to your gateway games. And a lot of people uh, just love the gateway games and love the pandemic and settlers and ticket to ride. Those are extremely popular games and extremely popular at the conventions. And then you have your more, hardcore strategy RPG games what about Rebecca like where is Rebecca on that evolution and does she still enjoy playing games with you and Tony um she does I think she wishes she had more time to play games with us we have a tendency to end up playing without her because of the amount of homework she has at this stage of her life but she does like all the ones that you named all the normal Um, run-of-the-mill games, but then there's some other ones that actually I haven't played, so I couldn't name them all, (laughs) Um, that are much more, you know, you got to lay out the map kind of thing, but um, she likes Nuns on the Run. Oh, Oh, I love Nuns on the Run. (laughs) That is the best game. Seven Wonders, and uh, she likes to be the... um, the bioterrorist oh, in yeah. a pandemic. And personally, I don't like that version of pandemic. <laughs> um, but she likes to be the meanie. and She sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, and considering her goal in life is to like work with the CDC, we think it's kind of funny that she oh. wants to be the mutant you know, <laughs> strain of the virus type of thing, you know, so... But she she plays pretty much anything. She loves card games. Opa Shaw is one of the games that we just play all the time. 
Has she by any chance played Werewolf? That's another game we like to play as a family and group anytime we have a group over. We play that with our extended family uh-huh. over um, summer holiday. My mother is one of seven, and I have 13 cousins, and a number of them have children. I don't think they were all there, but we had like a group of 25, and everybody loved that game from, you know, the threes and four-year-olds who were so funny because you just really knew if they were a werewolf. It was, it was, they just couldn't keep the secret. They just giggled the whole time. Um, all the way to some of my elderly relatives, I was really surprised at what a great big group family game we're wolf was yeah it is has Rebecca ever played that one um I don't think she's played that some of the big group game things that we've played are um uh wits and wagers we love that one Mm -hmm. that's a lot of fun we play one called pit which is kind of funny and uh she does like small world oh she liked that one yeah I was surprised she liked small world but she did well she is competitive then Donna (laughs) she is she is competitive deep down she just tends not to be um her emotions just stay in check, you know, yeah. so she would not, she just doesn't get all upset and teary eyed and stuff. And she's the same way on the volleyball court too. So um, she just doesn't, she does get excited about winning, but I she am doesn't. not competitive. <laughs> uh, Casey, <laughs> you talked about uh, Todd in uh, Settlers. If ever I got the uh, thief, I put him completely far away from anyone. I would never put yeah, him on anyone's land. with you, and you do do that. You don't put it on the person who's beating the crap out of you. And I'm like, no, no, don't put it there. Uh, so uh, just real quick, some of the other games that we do play beside RPGs, uh, if you wanted to give them a try, Casey. Uh, yeah. King of Tokyo, uh, I think they might be able to get that one. There is no way I can pronounce the company I-D-L-L-O, I think it is, but it was great. Uh-huh. And then um, another one that we liked and Brett likes a lot is Couriers. And it's the dice building game rather than the deck building game. We like that one. Uh, Flux, uh, Smash Up. Brett really likes Smash Up uh, by AEG. Uh, he likes those. So those are one sp- game I wanted to try was Dixit. Have either of you ever played Dixit? Yes, yes. Did we play that together one night with the? the- we might, oh we did we did. But I thought my kids might like that one too. That's another one I've been wanting to try. We we've played it with the guys and they um, they're not. It was okay with our boys, but here again, it's all boys, so it might be a different... Dy- You're very theatrical, so you bring the pictures to life. <laughs> but I wanted to bring it back around to Donna, because here's something that they're they're going to be faced with. When Rebecca leaves, how will the oh, gaming no. dynamic change, and how, how will you and... How do you think it will change between you and Tony when Rebecca is at college? Um, well, it really already has because we almost are empty nesters already because, you know, she has a car she ha- to drive. Not, not she has a car, but she has a car to drive. She has a license. The child is up until at least 11, 12 o'clock every night with homework. And every weekend she has probably 20 hours worth of homework. So she doesn't spend a lot of time gaming with us anymore. But... Um, we tend to game with other people <laughs> now. So we've become empty nesters along with some other people who are almost empty nesters too. And we game with them. And when we have the chance, we all game together sometimes. I mean, we've played games with 12 of us before. 
it just gives her something and us something more to look forward to those opportunities when we do get to do those things. Um, it's just not as frequent as it used to be. And sometimes her downtime is, you know, catching up on things that we've DVR'd on TV as opposed to playing a game. It just depends. And she likes, sometimes she likes the mindless games because she spends so much energy doing um, the other things that she wants something that's much more simple to follow. And I know the other thing I wanted to ask you, like with our family, there's five of us. So we can sit down and play just about any kind of game. What about with it being just three of you? Do you see in looking back, was it a lot of playing with the neighbors and playing with groups more so than just the three of you? So when she goes, it may not be that different or? No, there was always just the three of us for the most part. I mean, if she had a friend over, it was usually the two or three or four of them playing as opposed to that. And we do that sometimes where we'll have a fourth or a fifth person playing with us. But for the most part, it's always been the three of us. You just play games that work well with three people. Like I said, I mean, she's always loved trouble. So we'd play that or we'd play aggravation. And then you said now small world and, and those types are what she was playing now. And card games. Mm-hmm. She likes card games like Skippo and Uno and um, Opashaw. Do y'all play spades? I used to play um, that in high school. I wonder if she and Adam will try to find a gaming group at college. She actually has <laughs> talked about that in one of the colleges that we went and visited. They actually... Um, were setting up, I think, for a gaming um, club meeting yes. at it when we went by, and she thought that was really cool. So um, I think she plans to do that, but she plans to kind of spread her wings and do a couple of things. But she did think it was cool that they had uh, gaming clubs at college, so I think she'll look into mm-hmm. doing something like that. And I think she'll stun a lot of these boys with the games that she knows, <laughs> thanks to her father. I'm sure she will. And Casey, you had touched on it a little bit um, Right now, you and Todd have a date night for gaming. Right. So right. We, we've, we've talked about gaming with our kids. Now let's start talking about gaming with our husbands. So y'all do that twice a month? Uh, we do. And sometimes we will game at home. Um, we'll just play something, just the two of us. Like you can play Eminent Domain, two people, and it's pretty fun. I like that game. Um, I do too. And so, like I said, we after we had children um, – it's so tiring to have little children and they take up so much time and, and we were so exhausted um, that we, we were kind of retreating to our individual hobbies and this is a hobby that we can do together and I just I think it's great for our marriage and it's so fun and um, I feel um, that it's challenged me too because it keeps you thinking keeps your brain sharp <laughs> that's right um, probably gives you conversation at work too exactly exactly and so well I'm sure to talk about it with my my college students it makes me feel young and hip that I can I can talk about things like oh and the other night when I was playing Agricola I think (laughs) I don't know that they're that impressed but I feel cooler and you know that's that's nice yeah and for me and Marty I would say that you said about the retreating to your own hobbies Mm -hmm. before Marty was into the tabletop gaming he did PC gaming and that was his right. hobby. And mine was oh, reading yes. like yours. And you are right. When you have younger children, there's really not a lot of time. And when you do have a minute, you tend to do your hobby. So then when we went to Gen Con again, that really did change the way that we looked at gaming and the, and the way we gamed as a family. It really brought us closer together. 
and I do want to say again, but you can still do your hobbies within that oh, realm yes. of, of gaming. But for us, I don't go to the gaming nights. Uh, I stay home with the boys. I can't stay up that late. You get a babysitter, right? And That's stay right. with the we kids. Do. Yep. Um, we do. I don't go to those, but I was able to go to the gaming day that Felicia Day initiated. That was the tabletop gaming day. And that was a lot of fun. And it is fun to go um, with your spouse and game. Mm -hmm. But we're fortunate in that if we find, because our boys are busy too, like yours, uh, Donna Adams involved in a lot of stuff, all three of them, all three boys, you know, they play sports and uh, volunteer hours and in bands. So if we have a, 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 an evening where all of a sudden we're all there, we just say, oh, let's go play a game. And there's a list mm -hmm. of how, how long each game takes and what are we going to play. And we sit down and play a pickup game then. So do you have games that the two of you just play when your boys are all off doing something? We don't. No, there's not. A, if it comes to that, then we do something within the hobby realm of it like I may be making some steampunk jewelry or Marty may be painting one of his figures for a <laughs> war machine um, things like that sounds like our house I feel like that the general feeling in the house all the time is something to do with gaming it may be the book that we're reading we read a lot of books that come from the games and uh, that reminds me that is another way that I got into gaming Marty got the card game Game of Thrones this has been years yes. ago, and he came home, and um, he said, would you go to the library and get this book? Well, of course, it looked like it was a bajillion pages long. He said, I am not reading that. I said, oh, well, give it here. I'm not kidding. I just ate those books up. They were so fantastic. I was like, tell me more about this game, this Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. So uh, for us, it sounds corny, but it really is a lifestyle, not something that we have to consciously think about to make a time for we just kind of live it does that sound corny no it, sounds, it sounds realistic <laughs> though yes and, and right now it is realistic for us and where we are at now in a few years if we do this podcast again it may be totally different <laughs> So, I, yeah, I hope it doesn't sound too corny, but it is our lifestyle. But I know just like Tony and Donna getting ready for Rebecca to go to college, time goes by so fast. And before long, I know that our boys will, um, they'll be gone too. But what I think that gaming has done for us that I haven't mentioned yet is how you build friendships and meet new people. Tony and Marty have been gaming together for years and years. And now Todd, whether he likes it or not, he's in on it. And then now Casey and Donna. Uh, and we haven't mentioned, but we have gaming nights like every month. And the guys come over and uh, play games. And I think, that, I think that is a great thing. And especially for Tony and Donna, that... When, when your kids do grow up and move on, you do have a friend base and you still continue to get together and play the games. It's one of our favorite things to do. That's kind of almost what our date night ends up being a lot of times is going out to dinner with another couple that enjoys gaming as much as we do and coming back and conquering the world in pandemic or, you know, playing whatever we want to play and having Tony teach us all new games that he comes up with with Marty and Todd. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. You know, in closing, I, I'm trying to think of, of some sort of funny story to tell about them, and I have just drawn a blank. I've just drawn a blank. Maybe I need some more time, and we'll have another episode in the future of Marty, Tony, and Todd 
anecdotes. <laughs> so in closing, does anyone have any parting comments or thoughts? I just want to say that when we started gaming, I, I thought maybe this isn't for me. But now I think it really is for me. So I'm so <laughs> glad I took a chance and um, allowed my husband to introduce me to this fabulous hobby. Um, it's a lot of fun. You have taken right to it. You've been hosting that mm-hmm. um, game night for women recently. And, you know. That's right. So I think you've taken right to it. It's my natural <laughs> geekiness coming well, out. Well, look at what you do. I mean, you know, you teach this class on uh, superheroes and... <laughs> fairy tales. I think it's perfect for you. Well, thanks. Vanessa, what about you? Yes. uh, Just a recap of everything that we've said, how gaming as a mother has allowed us to grow closer as a family and make it more of a lifestyle. We go on vacations that include the gaming and the friendships that it builds and really the bonding with your spouse. It, It has just meant a lot to us. I do hope that the guys let us come back on in the future. <laughs> Maybe we'll have a Marty and Todd and Tony anecdote night. We'll have to come up with some good stories to tell on them, some good juice. <laughs> That'll take some thinking, though. <laughs> so that about wraps it up. So happy Mother's Day to the ladies out there. All right. Bye. bye. Happy Mother's Day. Bye. Hey, guys, I've... I've I think we just may have lost our job because I think um, all our listeners are going to want them to be the regular host and, and will just kind of be the guest stars every once in a while. Hey, I, I completely agree. If they want to listening to a parenting podcast, where was the gang talk? <laughs> where were the game reviews? Where was what's your point? Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I know this was for Mother's Day, and, and they did a great job and everything, but, you know, our listeners are all about having games. Ooh, I'm getting the, the good eye over here. This is, <laughs> this is awesome. This may be your last <laughs> pout podcast for other reasons. <laughs> oh, no, that was good. I mean, they gave a lot of really good advice for people that got kids and stuff, so, but... Yeah, it was different content than what we normally do because I don't think we really get into the whole educational thing about games. I mean, we do have a kids episode coming up, so maybe we'll talk about that or just give it to them again and let them do it. Well, that's what I love about your show. You cover such a wide range of topics. It's always fun to listen to. So, And it's definitely not something you could fit into one of your five-minute initiatives. No, actually, Tony and I could fit our parenting things into a five-minute initiative. You guys can do the pod, or let them do the podcast, and you guys can just do the five-minute initiatives from now on. That, that works for me. I mean, that you know, that's what 15 minutes versus uh two hours of me trying to start a segment or try to come up with an intro yeah there we go and and then having to remember all the rules of games and then realize hey it's not lords of the water deep thank you very much (laughs) 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 yeah we had to send in something for um the dice tower network and i'm do it and I'm sitting there thinking it's Lords of Waterdeep, Lords of Waterdeep, Lords of Waterdeep. Well, Marty, my favorite art on a video uh, on a regular board game is Lords of the Waterdeep. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, but that's all right. Not a problem. So, yeah, they did a great job and it's definitely a uh, something different than what we're usually w- 
worth. And Todd, make sure Casey knows it. I, I know she uh, is always out there. I mean, thanks to Casey, I bought a game, Elder Sign. So she definitely knows her stuff, that's for sure. Yeah, I think we're going to listen to this together. So it should be a good time. Uh, again, that, that was just phenomenal. I hope that uh, people appreciate uh, them coming on and giving kind of their perspective and as as Vanessa walked away, she's like, yeah, I'm ready to do this again. So I'm sure there's some other topics we can throw out there to them. And who knows? Hey, maybe we'll just have a the ladies segment on the show every so often. Maybe we'll just give them 15, 20 minutes and let them have their own little subject to talk about. Okay, so if you want to do a ladies segment with them, it will take well, it'll take us a month to get it scheduled. We can make this happen. Well, Marty, that was a great idea that I had. So no, I'm kidding. Um, it was your idea. I give you credit. Appreciate. I have only a few, so I got to take credit where it's due. And and Todd, when can we have you back on the guest star again? We. Uh, how much time do you need to read your next book before you come on? <laughs> <laughs> give me give me a week's notice. Oh man, a week's it take me? I'm still trying to finish one book I started three months ago. You are the man. Well, I really enjoy you know, catching up with you guys. And so anytime you'd like to have me on, I'd be happy to come on and talk about, yeah, I just love games. So let's talk about games anytime you want. That sounds great. And we'll definitely do that and um, have you on the show again. Probably. Um, let's see. What's, what's another good show we got coming up? Mar- Ooh, gaming etiquette. That would work well with Todd. Yeah. But then I'd spend the entire podcast correcting Marty. Correcting him. What, why would you be correcting him? I have to work on his gaming etiquette. Actually, no, it's more just his social media etiquette. <laughs> why? <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least he knows social media. I'm not PC, all right? <laughs> I'm teasing. Also, for our listeners, we're fixing a, we got a show coming up on role-playing games, and the three of us are getting ready to start a big campaign in the Iron Kingdom's role-playing game. Looking forward to that. Todd, Marty, I mean, Thrash Bloodstone is going to bring the pain. So who do you guys got coming to the, to the table? Well, I'm looking forward to it. I think it would be fun to... Uh, we're anticipating, I guess, one of the summer's releases, right, by playing as part of the Lale Resistance, which I guess after we decided to play that way, we found out there's uh, material coming out for that. Is that right? That's right. There's a book coming out. So who do you? Who are you bringing to the table? Yeah, so I'm going to try uh, to play a spy sorcerer and blanking on the name right now. Uh, Gail something. Gail Van Dice, I think. Uh, but that's just her cover name, so be giving that a shot marty what you got and i'm going to be doing a priest gun mage whose name is wolf lynch who i'm still writing the story for and it'll be interesting for the for us all to get together we've got you know steve who was on the show he's going to be joining the group uh then we also have alex the gaming club he'll be in our group steve and, uh, yes steve it better be steve yeah steve is coming oh right? steve yeah some reason you said Alex, <laughs> I was thinking Steve. Wow. Okay, never mind. Uh, okay. I'm sorry. I'll shut up now. No, no, you're good. Alex will be joining the group, and then we also have another player, Ben, who we got to get on the show somehow. Um, he'd be he's going to be our first GM, so it'll be interesting to see us gentlemen um, take on a role playing game scenario that you know when we were all growing up that was the rage. I didn't get to do it very much, but that'll be fun for us all. Yeah, I think so. I think it'll be a good group. You know. Um, Speaking of Ben, I think if you guys ever decide to do an episode where you delve into a specific game, he loves Agricola, <laughs> and he studies Agricola, and he would be a great one to just get on and talk no. about all the different strategies in Agricola. 
Well, I know you know that, but I mean, if you've ever sat down with him, I mean, you know he loves to play it, but if you listen to him talk about it, I mean, he has, you know, thought through so many different levels of that game. He'd be a great one to talk strategy in depth on that. That'd be a really interesting show then, would bring him on and, and, and talk, we, you know, we've, we're talking about doing a worker placement, simple game to do strategy, and then the follow-up show could be Ben telling us how to really do strategy or something. I, I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, but, well... Guys, it's, it's coming on to our hour of a show. Now, you, we usually try to keep it at this um, cutoff point. Any last thoughts here before we hang hang up? Happy Mother's Day, all you mothers mm-hmm. out there. And all you guys who have mothers or have wives, uh, I hope you've already picked out something really nice for them or made some plans for them because if you haven't, it might be getting a little uh, too close to time to not have already thought of that so get to it yep and again a big thanks to our spouses for coming on and doing that show uh, doing the show for us i think they did a fantastic job and happy mother's day from uh me too and i'm gonna let you marty close it out because as it's been pointed out in discussions i don't know a lick about social media so go for it okay as always you can catch us on twitter at dice and names and come to our website at www.rolldicetechnames.com we have a guild page out on the uh, uh, board game geek and a facebook page also so you guys uh, sign up somewhere we'll keep in touch and um, as always just keep rolling dice and taking names Wait a minute. We got to give Todd something to say. What can he say? Bye. (laughs) That'll work.